1: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. BGW proof. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield and I am the co-director of Charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, is Billboard.com Senior Editor Katie Atkinson. Hello, Katie. Oh, hey, Keith. How are you?
0: Doing great. How about yourself?
2: I am splendiferous. Oh, my. You know why? Why? Because this week's show is a special one. Why is it special, you may ask? I do ask. After all, I mean, they're all special. you know. It's because, well... We've reached a landmark milestone. Yes, indeed, it's our 150th episode. Spectacular! Sesquicentennial. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. (laughs) No, you're fine. Um, The the voice you just heard is our special fabulous guest co-host Dave Holmes. Hi, hi, welcome, Dave.
1: Dave. Oh, it's so nice to be here. Uh, The the Fabulous Hallowed Ground really (laughs) Really (laughs) It is It
2: is This is an important magazine Um, uh, Well it is an important magazine Because uh, Well we'll get to that in a second Okay Um, Because (laughs) I want to say who who, What all the fabulous things are That you've done Mm -hmm. You're a comedian Former MTV VJ Pop culture and music expert Writer And now author of your own book Party of One Which is out now Oh yeah Yes It's in the world It's in the world Holy cow (laughs) I'm actually holding it that's the hard is. that's the hard back version. It's physical have, copy.
1: When you get a when you do a book, you keep getting it. Like you get a final version, like a PDF, and that's emotional. And then you get a galley, which is like soft cover that you send out to, you know, people to get chatter, and that's emotional. And I just got my box of like the hardcover ones, and that was emotional. Yeah. It's an emotional time. You don't get over that. I'm no, sure. No, you don't. You don't.
2: Well, Dave, we are super stoked that you're here because the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop mm-hmm. shop for all things pop on billboards weekly charts in addition you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news fun chart stats and stories and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop this week on the show dave holmes is here which we're both thrilled by and in addition to talking about his brand new book which i've read cover to cover we will also be talking about our predictions for song of the summer favorite summer songs of the past, and some of Dave's favorite musical summer memories, perhaps even some from his new book, who knows? But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode, and heck, give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or KT Atkinson, and if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, Visit itunes.com slash billboard podcasts. There is my preamble done for the day. I I, I want to start off talking just a little bit about the book, and then we'll get into the songs of the summer. But uh, your book, Party of One, out now, um, is, is like a memoir slash coming of age
0: tale mm-hmm. slash. MTV Tell All. M- well. <laughs>
2: There are, yeah. Yeah. there are moments. There are moments. There are brief moments of tell allness in this. Um, How would you describe this? Because it's not like a necessarily conventional memoir. Yeah. It's, kinda...
1: it's somewhere between, you know, a memoir and like a collection of essays, you know? Yeah. Somewhere well, between the, you know... Um, oh God, I don't, I don't. Not that I'm putting myself in these people's category, but like Augustine Burroughs and meets David Sedaris. Mm-hmm. It's like in there, you know what I mean? Like it's a story. There's an arc. There's you know chronology. It it goes in an order, but it's also I Standalone. I feel like you can you can pick it up at any chapter. Right. I hope and dive in.
2: Yeah, I mean that that that's what I actually did with the book before I sat down and started reading it. Yeah. I just would sort of flip through and and pick the interludes. Yeah. Um, because what Dave does in the book is that it's it's it, it follows his life from childhood up until kind of the present-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and in between chapters, he'll throw in an interlude, and usually it's in song or album form. Right. Um, it's playlist-y. I, I thought it was a nice uh, kind of a palate cleanser in a way Yeah. between particularly trying chapters.
1: Yeah. Where I felt, like, exhausted after reading a chapter. I'm like, really? Ooh. Yeah, there's some heavy stuff in there. You know, there's some heavy yeah. emotional content. I'm happy about that, to be honest with you. Like, I kind of said, I mean, I am, I am no if I'm known, I'm known for, like, kind of light, breezy stuff. And I could do that. Like, I, I, I could write that book and do a bunch of, you know, funny essays and whatever. But my editor really kind of urged me to go there. And it was like, you know, to me that felt like indulgence in a way. But it was like, no, that's where, that's the emotional content of the story is, like, what's going to, you know, is what's going to resonate with people. Yeah. And it's, you know, it might also be off-putting to some. Um, but I, I like it. I like that I kind of ripped a little bit of my heart out and, and put it out there. Coming out is still, you know, as we've seen, it's still, you, you still put yourself at risk. It's still an emotional journey, you know. And uh, and so I was, I, I kind of opened mine up onto the page. And there are, like, I just read it out loud cover to cover uh, for the audio book. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So there are moments where I was like, huh, yeah, this is this is heavy. <laughs> And we we need to we need to talk about Irene Kara now or something, yeah, I don't think we do talk about Irene Cara.
2: um I don't think she actually comes up in the book no, there, there, she, there, she should a, have a, yeah. there, 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 I mean, there, she's implied she's implied
0: she's always there
2: yeah. um. Pat Benatar is heavily mentioned repeatedly. Love is sure. a Battlefield. And the Diamond Dance Gals. Oh, and, and how each one of them had their own special handshake at the end of the yes. video. Would you remember that? Which you and the... Uh, I, no, I didn't remember that. Really? Um, I, I was like, is that true? Did you go and watch? Uh, no. You uh, should go and watch. Dave talks about it because he, he talks about it when he's a child. He hangs out with uh, the candy store boys. Yeah. Yes. Um, basically him and a, a bunch of other sort of outcasty types mm-hmm. that didn't know how to play team sports very well. Yeah. Um, all banded together, and they would talk about music videos of of the day back right. in the mid '80s. And uh, you know, if you're a child of the '70s or '80s or '90s, mm-hmm. a lot of what Dave talks about in this book, you're going to know. Especially, all of it is sort of within the sort of the context of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I wondered, was was there anything where you said, "I can't put that in there," I, I,
1: I need to not. You know, like, this is too much. Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff. You know, there's some personal stuff. There's also, you know, I, it's important when you do this that you be the only person who comes off like a jerk. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can't really dish on other people other than myself. That just doesn't seem fair to me. So there are things where, you know, I was wronged by a specific person or what I, and not even really too many of those. But I try to avoid things where, where other people look lousy. Um, and only make myself look bad, uh, well, which was so easy to do. There,
2: there were there were many there were a number of moments where I was kind of reading the pages like through the fingers yeah. of my hands, going, "Oh God, Dave, don't, don't! Yeah. Oh, you did that! Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah, there was a lot of that.
1: There's a lot of that,
2: uh, and it, there's it, a lot of that. Okay, it, good. I'm glad that resonated. Well, no, I mean, it was just, um, it was just sort of because as as a gay man, I like could see so many things of myself Mm -hmm. in your story right and i think a lot of people whether you're gay or not are going to see all those awkward moments of growing up Mm -hmm. and never actually finishing growing up sure like we're we're not going to be complete keith Richards said something great in a story at billboard he's like you know you never stop learning you know only when you croak Mm -hmm. have you finished growing up he never will (laughs) he never will all those blood transfusions he had back in the day (laughs) I mean, he's just, I don't know, the, the coconut on the head immortal. on the island, and I don't know where I'm going <laughs> yeah. with this,
1: but... He put the lime in the coconut <laughs> and shut it all up.
2: See? Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, I i, I want to get to more about the book a little bit mm-hmm. later when we circle back and talk about uh, sort of musical memories of summertime. Okay, cool. Um, which could be some from your book. Great. Perhaps about Sheena Easton. Maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. I don't know. Irene Cara. Uh, we could finally <laughs> sure. work her in there. Break dancing. Um, break out. <laughs> But we were actually having trouble the other day when we were doing a show. We were talking about Irene Irene Cara. Cara
0: Literally came up in this week's show. Really? Yes, like Monday. Yeah, like yesterday. We
2: we were recording. Full disclosure: We're recording this show early. Yeah. So we were recording a previous show. We came up. We were talking about Irene Cara, and we immediately just thought of Fame and Flashdance, and we on the spot, and
0: then we stopped, and dropped off real quick. Yeah. (laughs) But there's the
1: dream. There's breakdance. We
0: needed Dave there.
1: There is out there on (laughs) On my my own. Right. Yeah. See, this is goes hand in hand.
0: This is
2: why we needed former MTV VJ Dave Holmes. (laughs) Should I just move in? (laughs) Yeah, please, please. This is my chair. Uh, yes, we will give you a better one. This is, this is a very comfy
1: chair. We're, it's, it's a very comfy we're, chair.
2: We're like at a card table and three stools here. Yeah. This is just not Don't very away our sexy. Secrets. I know, I've ruined it. Um, let's talk about what songs we think might become some of the top songs of the summer in 2016. As folks know, if you're if you're a fan of Billboard and its charts, we actually compile a Songs of the Summer chart yeah. each week throughout the summer. Which is based on the Hot 100 chart. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dave, how is
1: it different though than the Hot 100 chart?
2: It's
0: actually not really different.
1: Oh,
2: we basically just do a recap a of the Hot 100. Gotcha. From during the summertime.
0: Allow me to ask an ignorant question since I work here, but um, sure, I Katie. was wondering because songs sometimes reappear on the Hot 100 that are older songs. Do we keep those out of contention? Shh, no. We don't, but they yeah. won't. Interesting. So you may have
2: like an old song, but I mean, the chances of it
0: of it actually getting hanging around yeah, yeah. long right.
2: enough are pretty slim.
0: Okay. Like, Let me
1: say this, and and I'm so glad that we're talking. Charts seem utterly chaotic to me now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like in our youth, a song would rise and then it would fall, and it was like it had a kind of predictable sort of 14 week lifespan, right? Mm-hmm. But now it's like it it's number one, and then it's number 93, mm-hmm. and exactly. then it sort of goes up, and then it hangs in at, in the 20s for a year. Or whatever. It's like I don't understand how kids like know when it is. And, like that I marked time through the charts. Yeah. And I don't know how kids do that anymore. Um, and I'm so not I'm even, not saying that you're do, like it's not chaotic because of what you're doing, <laughs> it's just because of the way the world works <laughs> yeah. now. It's very it doesn't like, there's so many streams. It's not just you don't get all of your there's stuff. So many variables
2: figuratively and literally. True. Yes. Stream. There are so yes, many streams. streams. Yeah. Yes. Um yes. Charts are chaotic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, But that's kind of the beauty of how people consume music now. Yeah. Because it's so varied. I mean, you can have someone that just becomes a Vine viral hit. Sure. And that can present itself as a hit. You have a Harlem Shake. Yes, or YouTube Dance Craze Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, And you may have a brief shining moment on the chart for like a hot second. Or if you're a song from, you know, when Glee was popular... It might be popular for three weeks, and then it's mm-hmm. gone. Right. But it was popular. Sure. that For that one week, it yeah. was popular. Yeah. And back in the 80s, those novelty hits that would pop on the chart for like a hot second were far and few between. Yeah. Because you just didn't have the distribution channels to get a physical single out that didn't mm-hmm. exist. Mm-hmm. It just, it was so much harder. Right. And so now it's great because there's so much out there. Yeah. and It's we exciting. Tr- we try to capture all that. It's
1: exciting. And that's why
2: the charts look really funky sometimes.
1: Yeah. Um, but we it's think- exciting, but it's just—it's chaos. Yes, it's chaos. It's
0: chaos. That's why all of a sudden, designer panda crawls up to number one a- when up. the majority of the country might never have heard of designer. Yeah, like it just happens. I still it's don't know if I've heard that. Yeah, well, if you would know, because it just repeats the word panda. Wow. Really? Yes. Why is why, why does it do that? that that's
1: <laughs> what what thing does, you do? Why does he do that? That's just—that's the hook. That's, yeah. yeah, that's the, that's that's the, that's the, the hook.
0: hook.
2: Um. Yeah Alright So let's talk about Songs of Summer Sure I'll get this started I think um, and, and mine are a little bit Sort of weird choices I have a really Conventional one Which I'll start with Which I think is An obvious choice But the new Justin Timberlake song Sure um, can't can't stop front feeling. on that. Can't front on that. Um, even if you don't think it's going, even if it's not changing the world with the song, it is just so popular yeah. that it will probably end up as number one, two, or three song of the summer. Sure. Um, I know Katie isn't exactly a huge fan of I'm this song. I'm a huge
0: Justin Timberlake fan, I and I just can't with this. It's just so yeah. soulless. Yeah, you it know? feels very Ooh.
1: familiar to me.
0: I just said that on the podcast. Yeah. But yeah, no. Um. It, yes, it seems very familiar, generic. like yes. Even and the it's, video
1: is like exactly the happy video,
0: and it's it's very much like it's a promotional thing for the trolls, for the movie. trolls movie. And what so a I thing. think that it's just part of that you know studio system of like we need a song with our you know superstar mm-hmm. pop star singer guy, and somebody just cranked it out. And there's right. there's no Pharrell, there's no Timbaland, like right. to give it something.
1: It was one butter. of those things that like 24 hours later, everybody knew the words. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it it was it should just be piped directly into weddings. <laughs> You know what I mean? It already and has been. like but I don't think it's yeah, it's not changing anyone's life. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. think it's anyone's favorite song.
0: But you're but it's right. It's a nice song that you can't like deny its popularity. And right. as far as like the chart goes, it probably will hang in there in the top five by the end of the
2: summer. Well, what would be your one of your selections? Okay, well, I
0: feel like Drake has been dominating the charts so hardcore lately, um, with One Dance and the album in general. Like it's right. been a twofer of Drake for the last however many weeks. Um, but in addition to One Dance He has this song with Rihanna that hasn't been released as a single yet called Too Good from Views. And it's the second most popular song on Spotify from views. I have a stealth. I got stats. So one dance has 377 million listens as of our recording on Spotify, whereas um, "Too Good" has 75 million listens without even being a single. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the minute it gets put out, it's going to like take over radio. It's going to take over the world. It's breaking around a kind of an unstoppable. It's exactly yeah. combo. Yeah. Um,
2: Dave, do you have a a selection? Can a- I
1: tell you? I only have ears for Fifth Harmony. Oh. Now? I can't get enough of that. Still, still work from home, I, or do you have another? Yes. Uh, see, I was kind of late to work from home because I don't really listen to pop radio anymore because it bums me out. Why are you here? I know, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, I just I, I haven't related to anything on pop radio in a really long time. I only ever hear it in a lift. You know what I mean? Like if somebody has the yep. top forty station on, yep. which I don't even know what the top forty station is in LA. <laughs> Um, yes, you but do. I've,
2: it's Kiss FM 102. I literally 7. don't.
1: I don't because I just don't listen to it.
0: That's incredible.
1: Um, and yeah, and it's been a while since I've loved a pop song. So I'm kind of like that song is newish to me. Um, and that, I love it. And I got yeah. the album and it is back to back. Just bangers. It's all so good. Uh, I think Not That Kinda of Girl will probably be the next single, and I think that's gonna explode. Yes. But any of them could. Dope. There's a song called Dope that I can't stop singing. Are you a harmonizer, Dave? Is that what they're called? <laughs> that's that's what they're their called.
0: fan army. That's Get you. The hell out of here. <laughs> Adopt I, him harmonizers. <laughs> yeah, I love I love them.
1: And I and I feel like I have a personal stake because I watched them come together on the X Factor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I love them. I love them. That is my, that is my jam right yeah.
2: now. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, speaking of Rihanna, uh, Calvin Harris's song, This Is What You Came For with Rihanna. Also on my list. It's just sort of a no brainer. Yeah. And it's already so huge and it's actually a great track. It's actually a great dance track. Yeah. And it's sort of the, the perfect blend of like, well, Calvin and Rihanna, of yeah. course this
0: is going to be hit. So that's my, my second choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a dark horse pick, uh-huh. <laughs> which I think could be, cause last year's Song of Summer was Omi cheerleader, Mm -hmm. which our smart colleague at the time, Jason predicted in like April, but nobody knew Omi until like July last year. So, um, Kent Jones has a song Don't Mind yeah, that's that climbing up the R&B charts the chart. and it's very like world you know music kind of like it's got nine or ten different languages quoted in it and it's the kind of thing that would just kind of become like an international hit sort of like Cheerleader did last year it's got kind of a tropical feel which always goes well in the summer mm. so I feel like if Kent Jones starts like really coming on like mainstream pop radio it could be the Omi of this year mm, interesting the Omi of this year <laughs> Omi can yeah Omi of, <laughs> maybe, maybe Omi could right be face. the Omi of this where. year too
2: Ken will
1: also be thrilled if he has another hit after <laughs> yeah that's, mm-hmm. you know? that's fair
2: <laughs> um, do you have any
3: others
1: Dave uh, yeah um, uh, Tegan and Sarah Ooh. Boyfriend I yeah. think is fantastic but also U-Turn and again I don't know that and here's one. another thing that's chaotic like you release five <laughs> singles all at once mm-hmm. yeah
2: throw it I don't out g- I don't get see what works How that works
1: uh, that just doesn't make sense to me at all it's, it's very different from the uh,
2: old fashioned way where you mm-hmm. have one single and that's yeah. the single it's like yeah. no you gotta be gotta throw them all out there and see what happens it's,
1: it's crazy it's chaos I'm telling you, um, but yeah, the, the song U Turn is just fabulous. I really like yeah. that. And that whole album again is like it's it's a great. It feels very 80s. It feels very summery. It's very you know. And I've like I dig that there's some like queer that they like went there. It's like it's mm-hmm. it's love songs about and two women. It's yep. not like they're not gender you know non-specific. Melissa, Virginia, that, that yeah, they are. X95. they are. And I love that. And yeah. especially, I mean, like visibility is super important. Yeah, uh, especially like in you know within pop. You know,
2: um, I have a song that is kind of under the radar still. It's actually on the Hot 100, but it's pretty low. It's by Kiara. It's called Gold. Um, we actually talked about the single a little bit, I want to say back in January, when Sam Lansky was on the show. Yeah. And he was our special. That was
0: the first time I'd heard of Kiara when yeah. we talked about her then. The track
2: is so cool, and it's so different and weird, but still accessible, that I think it could be a dark horse contender. I don't know if it's going to end up as being, like, one of the top songs this summer, but I think it's certainly one that will surprise people and have, like, a slow burn effect. Um, But it's definitely, if you haven't heard it yet, definitely go find it. It's Kiara, K-I-I-A-R-A, and the track is called Gold. So that's one of my dark horsey options. That's a good
0: one. And my final one that I put out was um, I wanted to rep country. So I put Keith Urban, Wasted Time. Do you know that song Mm -hmm. yet? It's Mm -hmm. really fun. It's very, like country now where you know he's quoting like 80s songs talking about Guns and Roses and it's uh, it's you know it's like this weird self referential classic rock country kind of thing and it's really fun. It sounds like it's sort of like, what is it like what Kenny
2: Chesney did with that that throwback American? The American Kids. American Kids song. Or like
0: any Eric Church song that talks about, you know, Springsteen, etc. Yes, it's yeah. like all of those. And it's sort
2: of weird, like, <laughs> harkening back to old rock and roll as a new country song.
0: Country music is, like, classic rock. It is. Yeah, it totally it is. is. And I kind of love it. I'm yeah. kind of here for John it. John, all really. the
1: young guys hold themselves like uh, like rappers now. Yeah. You uh-huh. notice that? Like, they all have that kind of stance. <laughs> It's very strange. strange.
2: They're, they're all they're all doing John Cougar Mellencamp or just John Cougar circa eighty three eighty two. Uh huh. That could actually be country music today. Yeah. yeah. No. One hundred percent.
0: Yes.
1: Absolutely. Uh, my last one is country. Also, uh, Sturgill Simpson's cover oh, of uh, In Bloom. Yes. I love it. That's a great it's perfect, one. Perfect. Yeah, it's perfect for. I have a I have a pool and we have pool parties a lot in uh, in the summer months and it's like so far as like as we fire up the grill and it's magic hour. You know what I mean? Like the, mm-hmm. the sun is just yeah. so, and everyone's a little bit, you know, like sunburned, and, and like we've had a couple of beers and whatever. It's like it is. it, it suits that moment so perfectly.
0: Well, I like all of our picks. Yeah, I think yeah, we, I did, think we did a good I think job. We did pretty all right. I
3: think we did good, guys.
2: <laughs> um, we wanted to take a moment to highlight some of the biggest songs of the summer of the past. Mm-hmm. Billboard.com has actually done a recap from 1985 through 2015. Of the biggest summer songs of each season, the top ten for each year, the top ten oh. from each year. Yeah. Now we're not going to rattle them all off. No. But you know, we've all had a moment to sort of glance at the lists, you know, and 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 maybe there was one that was missed, that you know was not a hit in the summertime that we may think was an important summer song. I mean, I'm looking at 1985, and the top summer song that year was Tears for Fears' "Shout."
1: Um, <laughs> but yeah, but to me, Everybody Wants to Rule the World is that summer's song. It's, like that is summer to me.
2: That's it's it's funny how the charts work. Yeah, yeah. where you know it, just by virtue of it being the season, mm-hmm. and also, I freely admit that I still fail to grasp the mania over the concept of songs of the summer. What's going to be the summer song this year? Yeah. Like, why isn't there like you know a fall single or your winter yeah. jam? Yeah,
1: but I I, th- I do have I have deep deep catalogs full of fall music. Of course, you there's do. like a specific. Autumn kind of song.
2: And it's not just like the Linus and Lucy, Vince Giraldi style. Well, eventually. It, it <laughs> eventually, is. eventually yeah. as you it go farther that. into the fall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah that's more After of a winter.
1: fashion, it becomes that. But, but yeah, no, it, for me, it's got to be like Lemonheads, Juliana Hatfield, Buffalo Tom, you know. Toad the Wet Sprocket I talk about them extensively in the book um, yeah like that kind of thing where it's just, like it's sweater music yeah yes. uh, oh, yeah should there have should have be a sweater song of the chart. yeah we should <laughs> no, we, really right. why are we do you to like how songs I said, we the summer, right? you know, do you like how I'm just moving in yeah. sure <laughs> um, but and it, but I, I. I'm. I, 1984 for me is the greatest summer for music of oh
0: and all that's time. exactly where what we and leave we, off we don't it's exactly what you leave off but
1: I mean that summer is purple rain and it's you know borderline and it's you know I think oh say 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 um, Panama from Van Halen. Yeah. Like, that was uh, Head Over Heels mm. by the Go-Go's. Like, every, everything from that summer makes me 13 again. But then, that's because I was 13 in
2: 1984. Well, like, the the, the 84, I mean, I think that was the year that, like, Tina Turner's Private Dancer was still sure. huge. Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA was still huge. Mm-hmm. Thriller, actually, was still finishing yeah. up its run at the top of the year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Ma- Madonna was was just in between... Albums really? Yeah. What well, eighty? No, end of eighty four was like a virgin. I should know no, this. Yeah, Come but that on, summer,
1: that summer, it was borderline. <laughs>
2: I should know this. Um, <laughs> as an aside, did you ever get to meet Madonna at your time at MTV? Um,
1: I was, I was in her presence once, but I didn't. I didn't get. You to weren't allowed to speak to her. I was, or but look I at didn't. her. I was, but I didn't. And, and same with Prince. Like I was, I, they were there, and I saw them, but like I, I didn't. I was too self conscious to go and say anything. You know what I mean? And there were so many people who were dying to, mm. you know. And I, I, like, I of course would love to talk to either of them, but like, I could take it or leave it. You know what I mean? Like, well, I don't want to be of those like a fanboy. What do you boy. say,
0: moments well, yeah. too? what, like, you what are you going to say? Yeah. <laughs> to them. Yeah, <laughs> that and will have value. That's yeah. what I always feel like at yeah. least <laughs> if
1: my, you're for, not interviewing them. Yeah. say. For me, my biggest one because I love him so much is uh, Robbie Williams.
0: Oh, I, I love met him. Robbie Williams. Yeah.
1: And here's what I say. Here's what I heard myself say.
0: Uh-oh. Oh no. I met
1: Robbie Williams. Uh, he he was in the studio the day The Ego Has Landed came out mm-hmm. and uh, and so he was getting mic'd up and I was like I have to meet him and uh, I was like hey I'm a big fan of yours cause I, and I name dropped the, the two British albums that weren't out in the states mm-hmm. yet because you still had to like go to the store and get, get an the import, import. copy yes. right, mm-hmm. which I had done and, uh, and I was like, congratulations on the new album. Um, but it's, it's just stuff from the first two albums, right? So I don't have to buy it. And he was like, yeah, no, you don't have to buy it. And I was like, why? why? Like, it just, those words tumbled out of my mouth before I had a chance to do anything about but it. But I like that he was honest about it. He was, like, yeah. yeah. You're right. He was super honest about it. And then he was like, well, thanks for liking me. Yeah.
3: Okay.
1: I'm going to go. I'm going to go lock myself in my dressing oh, that's room.
2: That's amazing. And, and you've never talked to him again, probably.
0: Uh, Never did, No, no. 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 He plays rec soccer in Santa Monica if you ever just want to roll over there. I
2: will be there. (laughs) He's evidently selling his mansion somewhere in Beverly Hills. Oh, well, maybe he won't
0: play rec soccer in Santa Monica anymore. You can always buy his house, Dave.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's probably what I'll do. Yeah, yeah. Once we option this for a film.
0: Yes.
2: Exactly. Uh, If you've got
1: the hookup, make it happen. Sure. Um, uh, And also, okay, so back to 85. Just Sorry. Uh, he, uh, the power of love is that for me, just because again, I was like I was young. You have a Huey we, Lewis connection in your book. Too, I am mad for. I want use. a new drug. Yeah, I love him. Something so
2: much. about his chest hair and putting his face into a, a icy sink of, of yeah. water. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's just he was the grown up I wanted to be. Yeah, and also make out with. <laughs> um, I have loved him forever. Maybe that's weird. Yeah, you know what? Mind. A lot of adult gay couples, it does turn out that way, right? Like <laughs> they do end up like gut- you're dating yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah,
1: that was a big Back to the Future summary. That was like oh, yeah. summer movie. That was certainly the summer movie. Yeah, Corey Hart's on here too from 1985,
2: and you love sunglasses at night. Oh,
1: sure do. I love that whole I love that whole record.
2: Um, um make out with that dude. Um uh, Corey Hart, you've heard it here first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dave is still Dave is waiting to take your call.
1: And he had a, he had an uh, earring in the right ear. Mm. And I know Which that means I just that it's the left. Maybe. But I mean that was the rumor back then was that like if, if it, had in the right ear, in the right yeah, place. There were no rumors about him, but um no, I don't think there were.
2: Um, funny, there's 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 a definite lack of, of sort of queerness, I suppose, on our Songs of the Summer chart, just because you, you talk about it a lot in your book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, you didn't see a whole lot of... I mean, it, weirdly, in the 80s, you did, because you had, like, Boy George, yeah. and you had, you know, Pet Shop Boys, where you had these sort of, like, flamboyant yeah. characters, like Frankie Goes to Hollywood and Relax, mm-hmm. you talk about that, where it was, in a weird way... They they were out and happily talking about very gay things, mm-hmm. but it was all kind of coded in just a way where it
1: yeah. wasn't super obvious. It wasn't super obvious, no. Um, like Boy George wasn't out, which yeah. is crazy to me. You know, like he, I think he eventually said he was bisexual, like somewhere around the third album. I think he he did call himself a drag queen when he accepted the best new yeah, artist. Yeah, but what is <laughs> that? What is that? You know what I mean? Like that's that could be anything. Yeah. Um, and no
2: one knew no one knew we certainly didn't know as children or as adults that all those songs that he wrote were actually about the drummer in the band yeah but I think that's just like sort of the nature of pop culture in in sort of the 80s and the 90s Mm -hmm. you know stuff like well I mean then again we have George Michael I was gonna say George Michael I want your sex but he he was in the closet Yeah, he was definitely heterosexual as far as we knew yeah celebrate monogamy written on the back of some lady his girlfriend at the time I think that was his girlfriend (laughs) well I think he said that yeah, but it's certainly, <laughs> from what we were told, yeah, that was his at least on screen. Right, that was his his love interest. Right, in the real world, in fact,
3: mm-hmm.
0: the first song that I highlighted on my list was from 1987, and it is "Heart and Soul" because I love that oh, song. Oh, a little bit of heart oh, and to soul. Oh, yes that that song is so. I tweet about it every few
2: months, mm-hmm. just saying <laughs> you have to listen to this because it is such a perfect perfect, perfect song. pop song. Yep, it yeah. is so beautiful. And um, every time I do it, usually someone from, like, the Tapau fan community will be like, "You have, they have a new album. You should go listen to it. I'm like, oh, well, you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much.
1: Um, there was, I guess, right after this, there was a, uh, a Kroger ad. You know Kroger? Of course. It's from the Ralphs of the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they had an ad uh, that was very, very much bit uh, Heart and Soul. Like it's, it was like the sound palette was exactly the same. The singer, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was uh, and it was all about the scissors cutting all the prices. Oh, uh, I'll send you the video. Like <laughs> wow. Ben told me my boyfriend, Ben told me about it, and I'm obsessed with it because it's clearly a ripoff of Heart and Soul. But it's listen, uh, listen to the scissors cutting all around. Don't you love the sound of a price going down? Oh and there's and the scissors are represented. <laughs> By, like, dancers in leotards, and like, silver leotards, and their legs are like scissors. <laughs> oh, wow. Snip, snip. wow. So, anyway, it had it significance in our culture. Did get paid for that, relevance. I wonder? I bet they did not. I <laughs> bet they did not. Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control. It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes and moves
2: romance? Specific... Summary memories yeah. that you have. Uh, we have asked you to prepare mm-hmm. some in advance, so you're mm-hmm. not being taken off guard. Right? Are there are there particular moments in the summer that that stick out for you as yeah. as something that you could really It doesn't have to be necessarily in the book, but you know, it can mm-hmm. be a tease to the book.
1: Yeah, it, this is not. But I was with. I remember, and I just had this memory when when Prince died. Um, I was I had a sleepover at my house with a couple of the guys, a couple of the guys who you know who hung out in the candy store. You'll you'll read about it, um, I hope. Uh-oh, um, slumber
2: party with the boys from the candy store. Yeah, no, nothing happened.
1: But we uh, we all went to the... Like, it was early summer, and we all went to the mall, and we all bought our own copies of Purple Rain. Um, and, and I remember, like, we went back to my house... And my friend John had like a bowl cut at the time because it was like between seventh and eighth grade, so it was like right when you would start to rethink your hair. I had
2: lots of bowl cuts when I was little. My sure. mom didn't yeah. know what else to do. Yeah, of course. I don't have yeah. any. No, now, I mean I'm not but, judging you know. him. Yeah. But, it,
1: but it was also like we have to do something about that. Like we like tonight is the night that you become a man because we're gonna we're getting rid of the bowl cut. And so uh, that, that was my friend John. Derek and I. Derek had some Studio Line uh, moose with him. Mm. Uh, you know, with like the little Madrian sort of thing on the front. And uh, and we were like, we're gonna do your hair, like as gay as we could possibly be, right? And uh, and without I actually being gay, without actually, actually being gay, acknowledged yeah, any yeah, of, of that yeah, for we were, a very yeah, long time. To our minds, in, in our minds, in we our young, heads, you right. were screaming out and flailing about, but yeah, yeah, out, yeah. externally, it was like yeah. we're
2: gonna do your hair tonight.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I, uh, and I remember my oldest brother passing my bedroom as we like shrieked and like attacked John with moose. And I remember him giving just giving a look like. Like, just, you know, like a little a little, sh- a head shake of disapproval. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then he passed. And uh, and I remember seeing that and just being, like, like a little freaked out because I was like, okay, I've been a little bit too exuberant. But I was also, like, I was in the thrall of Prince. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, I just didn't care. Yeah, For the right. moment, I was like, yeah, I'm being a little faggy right now. And that's okay. You know what yeah, I mean? As long as We're that- listening to a man in a blouse. <laughs> You know, who's like the greatest of all time?
2: Yes. Now, now was this soundtrack to Darling Nikki or just like Baby I'm a Star? Uh, probably Baby I'm a Star. Yeah, that Darling Baby Nikki might be a little bit too much. Yeah. Even I, even I knew when I was little when we were listening to the Purple Rain soundtrack, I'm like, all of us were like, this seems wrong. Yeah. Like, but we don't know why. Yeah. And what is she doing with the magazine? Yeah. Uh, it, uh, I, and
1: also, don't you get paper cuts?
2: <laughs> Maybe she was into that. Okay, Some weird paper cut fetish. I, I have no idea. Yeah, it's a wide world. Any more that you can
3: share?
1: I, I remember going to see the Go-Go's at the Muni in St. Louis, probably the summer of 1984. It's all from, I mean, every, like, hard musical memories from when you're 13 yeah, well, yeah. Um, but I, I remember seeing the Go-Go's and, and like you know we have this outdoor theater in St. Louis and in like in the summer it's hot as hell and it's crazy humid and so they will be like touring productions of like She Loves Me or whatever and they're just sweating their makeup off and it's awful but the, uh, the Go-Go's played there and I went with my friend John and there were these like three girls our age who were like right next to us in a row and they were like you guys want to get high, <laughs> and like, and we we were terrified of it because they like lit up a joint and we had never seen such a thing. How and it was old like thirteen, okay, yeah. Uh, and we didn't, but it was like it was just like we're seated next to some bad right. girls, <laughs> and we were watching some bad girls. Yeah, and
2: you eventually became a fan of
1: Donna Summer's "Bad Girls." Oh, absolutely, I love that song. Uh, but I also like I, I remember my first like my first morning at MTV in nineteen ninety eight. And uh, I I was still working my advertising job and I was sort of like phasing out of it and and starting to like work more at MTV. And I remember like I was, I had been working, working like late until the night just sort of getting everything finished at my old job. And, uh, and, and then the next morning, it was Monday morning, uh, like a town car came to my apartment and picked me up and drove me to Seaside Heights because that's where the beach house uh. was that summer. And, like, and I remember Funkmaster Flex was spinning. I don't remember what. Let's say it's too close.
0: Sure. Obviously.
1: Because uh, it's 1998. <laughs> um, Number one song in 1998 on the Hot 100. Really? Yeah. Probably damned. Um, a great song about erections. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I just remember thinking, like, this is what I do now. You know what I mean? Like this is uh, my, a page has been turned. You know what I mean? Like my old life is over, and this is what's happening. Like I'm on a set with a bunch of people who do great TV. You know, well, not great TV. You know what I mean? Memorable TV. I was watching and, that uh, TV. Sure, so, like, yeah, we watching. It. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and it's like, and this is, you know, I, I I this is this is my life now, and I just remember that feeling and just uh, of just extreme joy uh, on the beach as uh, as. As dancers danced, as dancers dance, heaven, yeah. <laughs> and, and the and the and the waves crashed in,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> and your life was forever changed. Yeah, because you won the MTV wanted to be a I did, VJ not. did not well. win. I did not win. You you won it in our hearts. <laughs> well, uh, yes, thanks. Wait, yep. We
0: actually discovered that we both voted for you. Yeah. Oh, that's by so the nice. Way. <laughs> Thank you so
1: much. It didn't really help. Oh, that's great. I mean, well, but it did we, tried. we did our part. Well, um, you know, it all worked out in the end.
0: Yeah, I also told him I remembered um, the first time I saw you hosting something after that contest, and I was like, wait, like, yeah. he gets to stay?
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, we're awesome. still
0: here? That's, that's awesome. great. That's awesome. I, right. I was
2: I was so, I mean, because I, I mean, I, I was like, man, like, Dave is, is like me. I'm like, yeah. I'm like he's like a brainiac when it comes to music I know all these things he needs to win I think there were so many people that saw like their inner music key yeah no I like,
0: that I feel the exact same yes
2: yeah. oh that's really nice thank you and, <laughs> and Kendrick Kendra no, I mean yeah. you can keep you can keep praising me. <laughs> but I don't really <laughs> know what no, well that, that, that's <laughs> why it was that's why it
1: was so uh, lovely that you actually did get on Thanks. to MTV yeah. and you then and I, stuck around for years yeah I uh, I think that a lot of people at MTV kind of had that feeling like a lot of the people who work there i think had that feeling about me which is why i ended up working there because like if you you know if you work i don't know it like if you um if you work in a magazine or whatever it's because you love magazines right i mean this i think you guys have passion for music and charts and all that so there's a reason why you're here right but if you work at like a fashion magazine it's because you love a fashion magazine or whatever if you uh, if you work at like CNN. It's because you want to be in news. If you work at MTV, it's because you want to be at MTV. It's right. because you were like marinating in it for years and years, and you wanted to be a. You wanted to like step into your TV and be a part of it. Yeah. And so, so everyone that I worked with was that steeped in it. In it, you know what I mean. And uh, and I think I think that they recognized something of themselves in me, and that is why I was able to to come back. Yeah. That and I was super persistent. <laughs> like stalkerishly persistent. That's about really just like smart. Getting that you well, followed up. And it would. Be, I mean, it's not that it's that smart. It's just that to not do would have been so dumb. Right. You know what right. I mean. And uh, so I'm glad I did. What's interesting, and then you know we
2: we should probably we should probably wrap up, shouldn't we
0: soon? I mean, That's do you have do you have somewhere to go here all day?
2: Yeah. I mean, we we should probably wrap up. He
0: already has his new desk and everything. Yeah. So. He's already moving yeah. in. We've got a space for you next That's door. <laughs> um,
2: what I thought was interesting in the book is that it seems like. In a way, a lot of things just you, you sort of stumbled into them. Basically, it was the fact that he saw, you saw, a news story on Billboard.com. Mm-hmm. Truly, this is in the book about MTV's "Want to Be a VJ" yeah. contest. Yeah. Uh, when you were, because you went, you went to just go check the charts on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you saw on Billboard.com changed the course of your life and career. That's absolutely right. And now here we are,
1: nearly nearly twenty years later. Oh my god! Fucking, yeah.
0: No. I just swore. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, fine. You can do that here. Okay, cool. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, it's like 18 years later, which is crazy. That's, it, that yeah. happened so, so fast.
2: Thank you for coming in. Thank you for being a virtual friend to us. Yes. Uh, if, if you could go on want to be a VJ again, we'd vote for you again in a heartbeat. <laughs> um, you know, but you know, we vote for you by reading you on Esquire and elsewhere. And, you know, again, your new book, Party of One, is out now. Go check it out. Again, thanks so much, Dave. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Well, Katie, wasn't that lovely?
0: Um, Dave Holmes is the greatest, He's... and it was a delightful interview.
2: Could you all tell that we were a little bit gushy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Maybe. It, yeah. We were. We were so gushy, and we were having such a nice time with Dave that we completely forgot to record our normal chart set of the week and our traditional outro to the show because, well. You know, we just got carried away with chatting. Um, so now it's time for the chart stat of the week.
3: Hmm.
2: Um, you know, since it's our 150th episode, I figured maybe we can do a chart stat about one of our favorite acts that Katie and I love so much. All right, fine. It's actually just one of my favorite acts, Madonna.
0: I mean, I love her too.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's Madonna.
0: Everyone loves her.
2: Uh, this week in 1985. One of the diva's most beloved tracks, Into the Groove, hit number one on the Hot Dance Club songs chart. Now, interestingly enough, the song, which is from the film Desperately Seeking Susan, which co-starred Madonna, charted as a double-sided single alongside Angel. The chart itself actually reads Into the Groove slash Angel. Now, why is this? You may wonder, Katie. Do you I wonder? do wonder. Thank you. Um, <laughs> prompted, I know. Um, <laughs> Well, the only way you could actually buy into the groove back in 1985 um, was either as the B-side to the 12-inch vinyl single of Angel, truly, or on the soundtrack to Desperately Seeking Susan. Now, mind you, Into the Groove was a huge hit at the time. Radio stations were playing the heck out of it. It was all over MTV. Yet the only way you could actually get the song was either on the 12-inch vinyl or by buying the Desperately Seeking Susan soundtrack. Now, in other countries around the world, they actually released it as a proper single. In America, not so much. That's so strange. Yeah, I know. It's It's like a weird, weird thing. And further, chart rules at the time prevented Into the Groove from ever charting on the Hot 100 chart. So one of Madonna's most famous and iconic songs and a number one hit on the dance chart never charted on the Hot 100. Um, Instead, Angel peaked at number five, supported greatly by the sales of the 12-inch single, which happened to feature Into the Groove as the B-side. Funny how those charts work. Yes. Um, So there you go. There's your chart stat of the week. Uh, this week in 1985, Madonna topped the Hot Dance Club Songs chart with Into the Groove slash Angel.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: well, Katie, 150 episodes. Yeah,
0: man. Congratulations yeah. to yeah. you. You've been here for all 150 of those. O- almost. I mean, almost. There were a couple. Occasional vacation. There were a couple I wasn't
2: here for. <laughs> um, I'm so happy that we get to do this every week. Yes. Um, I, I, I think everyone uh for listening and supporting the show and i thank you to katie for helping steer the pop ship my pleasure um thank you to of course all of our guests the editors and folks behind the scenes that help produce the show and our old pal jason lipschutz for being the co-captain of the show for its first 111 episodes um well uh we'll see you next week for the 151st episode and many more to come uh what song should we go out on
0: well, after our conversation with Dave, maybe one of those top ten songs of the summer from previous years, Ooh. I mm. have to say we had that little combo about Yes, Heart and Soul. Yes. Okay. Such a good song. I basically want to hear that every day, so that's my choice. All right. We're going
2: to go out to <laughs> Pow, Heart and Soul. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>